Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Check with Tech, your guide to all things tech. I'm Hosey Azam, and in this episode, we'll talk about uh, new phones from both Realme and Samsung. Of course, we'll talk about uh, this week's Computex event, which included huge announcements from Intel, Nvidia, and AMD. And of course, we'll end it off with the tiny topics. So, let's get started, shall we? So first things first, we'll start off with Realme's new phone, the Realme X7 Max 5G. I would say this is Realme's uh, upper mid-range phone. By that I mean uh, it may not have the world's greatest flagship specs, but at the same time it's higher than average. It's sort of in between. So let's see uh, what Realme offers in this new phone. The Realme X7 Max 5G has a 6.43 inch Super AMOLED 120Hz display. It's powered by the MediaTek Dimensity 1200. It has a 4500mAh power battery uh, with fast charging up to 50 watts. You get from 128 all the way to 256 gigs of UFS 3.1 storage, 8 to 12 gigs of RAM, three cameras on the back, a 64 megapixel main camera, an 8 megapixel ultra wide camera, and a 2 megapixel macro camera. On the front, you have a simple 60 megapixel selfie camera. It comes in three colors Mercury Silver, Asteroid Black, and Milky Way. It's available uh, right now and starts at $370. Design-wise, uh, on the front, uh, I mean, it looks basically like any other phone, really thin bezels. Uh, you have a small hole punch uh, cutout on the top left. And on the back, you have a rounded rectangle for a camera cutout. Of course, you have all the lenses in there, uh, as well as the flashlight. Um, the camera cutout is part of a column that has a completely different texture than the rest uh, of the back. Uh, for example, uh, the column is more metallic looking, um, it has more gloss to it, while the, uh, the rest of the body is more matte. Uh, so, um, do keep in mind, uh, this phone is available exclusively in India, so it will not be released uh, globally. So, if you're in India right now and you're looking for a higher-end phone, uh, but not willing to spend a lot of money, I would highly recommend this phone. But if you're looking for a more budget phone, then I recommend getting the Samsung Galaxy A22, Samsung's newest phone that just got announced this week. So, without further ado, let's see what Samsung offers in this phone, and we'll see if it's worth it or not. So, uh, we'll start things off with the Samsung Galaxy A22. It has a 6.4 inch Super AMOLED 90Hz display. For the life of me, I couldn't find uh, what chip is inside it, uh, other than it's an octa-core uh, CPU inside. Uh, you have uh, a 5000 mAh battery with fast charging up to 15 watts. Uh, you can go from 64 all the way to 128 gigs of uh, storage, uh, 4 to 6 gigs of RAM. You have 4 cameras on the back, uh, a 48 megapixel main camera, an 8 megapixel ultra wide camera, a 2 megapixel macro camera, and a 2 megapixel depth sensor. On the front, you have a 13 megapixel selfie camera. It comes in 4 colors black, white, mint, and violet and is expected to release in July. Okay, uh, design. Uh, on the front, you have thin bezels on the sides. Uh, you have a, a barely thicker bezel on the chin. Uh, at the top, you also have thin bezels, but uh, instead of a hole punch cutout, you have this notch. I believe Samsung calls it uh, the Infinity U display. On the back, uh, you have a rounded square at the top uh, left that houses uh, the four cameras and below that cutout you have the flashlight. Next up we have 
the Samsung Galaxy A22 5G. Yes, it's a completely different phone. So, let's start. It has a 6.6 inch 90Hz display. It's powered by the MediaTek Dimensity 700. It also has a 5000mAh battery with fast charging up to 15 watts. Uh, you can go from uh, 64 to 128 gigs of storage, uh, 4 to 8 gigs of RAM, 3 cameras on the back, uh, a 48 megapixel uh, main camera, a 5 megapixel ultra wide camera, and a 2 megapixel depth sensor. On the front, you have an 8 megapixel selfie camera. It again comes in 4 colors grey, white, mint, and violet, and it's expected uh, to be out in July. Now, this is an interesting dilemma. We have the Samsung Galaxy A22, uh, which has an AMOLED display, but then we also have the Samsung Galaxy uh, A22 5G, which doesn't have an AMOLED display, but does have 5G. So it's a matter of preference. Do you want a better looking display, or do you want better connectivity? If I were uh, to choose between these two, uh, I would uh, choose uh, the vanilla Galaxy A22. Uh, because m uh, my house doesn't have much coverage for 5G, so I won't, uh, you know, benefit from uh, the 5G connection all that much. Plus, having an, uh, a super AMOLED display is leagues better than anything else. So yeah, it, again, it all comes to preference. You want a better-looking display? Go for uh, the vanilla Galaxy A22. You want to benefit from 5G? Get the 5G version. But all in all, I just wish that Samsung would have just put uh, the AMOLED display into the 5G version as well. So, now that we're done with the phones, let's move over to this week's highlight event, Computex 2021. And in it, we saw some surprising announcements from AMD, Intel, and Nvidia. So let's start with Nvidia. Okay, without leaks, this would have been a, a surprising uh, announcement uh, from Nvidia. Uh, but unfortunately, we cannot eliminate uh, leaks from our lives. Uh, it is what it is. So, uh, now we have the long-awaited uh, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080 Ti and the 3070 Ti. So, let's start with the specs of the GeForce RTX 3080 Ti. The 3080 Ti has uh, 10,240 uh, cores compared to um, 8704 on the 3080. Uh, you get a boost clock speed of um, up to 1.67 gigahertz and a base clock speed of 1.37 gigahertz uh, compared to the uh, RTX 3080, which has a boost clock of 1.71 gigahertz and a base clock speed of 1.44 gigahertz. The 3080 Ti has 12GB of GDDR6X uh, VRAM, while the 3080 only has 10 gigs. And the last difference between the 3080 uh, Ti and the regular 3080 is uh, the graphics card power. The base 3080 uh, uh, needs uh, 320 watts, while the 3080 Ti needs uh, 350. But other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, when it comes to the difference between these two cards, obviously the 3080 Ti uh, performs better. The 3080 Ti is supposed to start at $1,200 and is supposed to be available in June 3rd. And now moving on to uh, the cheaper option, the RTX 3070 Ti, which has uh, 6,144 CUDA cores compared to the 5,888 uh, CUDA cores on the base 3070. Uh, you have a boost clock speed of 1.77 GHz, 
uh, and a base clock speed of 1.58 gigahertz compared to 1.73 gigahertz and 1.5 gigahertz on the base 370. For VRAM, you get the same capacity, 8 gigs, but it's faster now uh, with a GDDR6X. The 3070Ti uh, requires uh, 290 watts compared to 220 on the base 370, and it's a little bit longer, uh, having a length of 10.5 inches or uh, 267 millimeters, uh, which, uh, which is uh, compared to the base 370. Uh, having a length of 9.5 inches or 242 millimeters. So, uh, that's pretty much it for the difference in specs. Uh, the RTX 3070 Ti is supposed to launch uh, on June 10th and is supposed to start at $600. Okay, so what else did uh, Nvidia talk about? Uh, they promoted the GeForce Now, which is their video game streaming service. They added more devices to their uh, reflex uh, latency analyzer lineup, which basically means that these devices have pretty low latency. So the newcomers are uh, the Lenovo Legion uh, Y25G30, uh, the Predator X28, the Predator X38S, the ViewSonic Elite XG251G, and the ViewSonic Elite XG271QG. Uh, in case you didn't know, those are monitors. And now for new mice, uh, you have the Corsair Qatar Pro XT, the Corsair Qatar Pro Wireless, the EVGA X15, the EVGA X17, the ROG Chakram, and the ROG Gladius 3. So other than the new GPUs, there really wasn't a lot uh, to, uh, to discuss about NVIDIA's event. I didn't say it was bad by any means, but it was nothing surprising, honestly. We already knew that these GPUs were at some point coming. But with GPUs getting harder and harder to find because of scalpers and the chip shortage, yeah, you probably wouldn't or couldn't get your hands on one of these GPUs until at least like two months after its release. So that brings us to Intel, which had a pretty okay uh, event, I would say so myself. I didn't necessarily have a lot of uh, announcements for you know gamers and content creators. It was pretty much the most variety we've gotten. So, uh, what were the announcements uh, made by Intel? Well, uh, they announced the first M.2 5G modem, which are coming to Evo-approved uh, laptops uh, later this year. They also announced new server processors, the Sapphire Rapid Xeon platform. Apparently, uh, Intel's most important customers already have their hands on uh, these uh, processors, but its full release will happen uh, sometime in 2022. And Intel has also announced uh, a tease of the Beast Canyon NUC 11 Extreme, which is the first NUC to ever use a full-on discrete graphics card and uh, it's going to be apparently uh, powered by uh, the Tiger Lake H processors for now that's all we know about the NUC and we get some new Tiger Lake processors the Intel Core i5-1155G7 and the Intel Core i7-1195G7 so let's start seeing its specs we'll start with the 1155G7 which has uh, four cores, eight threads, has a max turbo frequency of uh, 4.5 gigahertz, 
uh, has uh, 8 megabytes of cache and has a TDP of 28 watts. Moving over to the 1195G7, uh, it has again 4 cores, 8 threads, has a max turbo frequency of 5 gigahertz. Can you believe it? On Ultrabooks, this isn't like a desktop CPU or something. No, this is for laptops. 5 gigahertz on a laptop. It has uh, 12 megabytes of cache and has a TDP of, again, 28 watts. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think the uh, 1195G7 is the first ever um, laptop processor to have a frequency of uh, 5 gigahertz. I think this is the first chip to ever do that on a laptop. So, uh, that was Intel. Now let's move over to AMD. At the very least, I expect AMD to talk about how you can uh, game on a Tesla. So, uh, what has AMD announced in their event? A lot, actually. So, first off, uh, we got two new Ryzen APUs. Uh, the Ryzen 5 5600G and the Ryzen 7 5700G. So, uh, let's look at what both of these chips provide. Starting with the 5600G. It has 6 cores, 12 threads, uh, has uh, a base clock of 3.9 GHz, uh, a boost clock of up to 4.4 GHz, and a TDP of 65 watts. Now we're moving over to the Ryzen 7 5700G, which has 8 CPU cores, 16 threads, a base clock of 3.8 GHz, a boost clock of up to 4.6 GHz, and again, a TDP of 65 watts. What's cool about uh, these APUs is that uh, they bring uh, Zen 3 base performance for the CPU as well as RDNA 2 graphics. Honestly, I was a bit worried that uh, they put uh, the older version, uh, RDNA 1, but I'm glad that they went with 2. And now to GPUs, uh, AMD has announced uh, the RX 6800M, the RX 6700M, and the RX 6600M. Let's start with uh, the RX 6800M. It has 40 compute units, has a game frequency of uh, 2.3 GHz, has uh, 96 MB of Infinity Cache, uh, 12 gigs of uh, uh, GDDR6 VRAM, and needs at least 145 watts of power. Moving over to uh, the RX 6700M, uh, it has 36 compute units, again has a game frequency of 2.3 GHz, has 80 MB of Infinity Cache, uh, has uh, 10 gigs of GDDR6 uh, VRAM, and uh, for power, it's gonna need up to 135 watts. And last but not least, the, the RX 6600M, which has uh, 28 compute units, has a game frequency of 2.1 uh, GHz, it has uh, 32 megabytes of Infinity Cache, 8 gigs of GDDR6 VRAM, and will draw up to 100 watts of power. Now, um, as you can tell by the specs, the RX 6600M is um, the slowest of the bunch, um, the worst performing, I would say, while the 6800M, of course, being the fastest. Um, the 6600M is targeted to do great in 1080p gaming, 
while the 6700M and the 6800M uh, performing fantastic on uh, 1440p. And using uh, AMD's uh, Fidelity FX uh, Super Resolution, which they talked about during the event, uh, it's basically AMD's answer to DLSS. Basically, you can increase uh, the resolution and uh, theoretically double the frames in uh, select games. Uh, the 5700G and uh, the 5600G uh, will uh, launch on August 5th. Uh, the 5700G will cost 395 and the 5600G will cost 259 AMD has also announced a new certification program they like to call AMD Advantage being put to gaming laptops. So whenever you see a gaming laptop that has that sticker, uh, you know uh, that uh, AMD has uh, helped with the design process of that thing. Uh, and of course there are minimum specs. Uh, you get uh, up to uh, 5900HX and up to an RX 6800M uh, you get uh, uh, at least 144Hz uh, display uh, with IPS and OLED uh, powered by AMD FreeSync the display has to have at least 300 nits uh, for the brightness it needs to have an NVMe SSD uh, uh, it has to have uh, both smart shift and smart access memory uh, enabled out of the box. Uh, at least uh, 100 frames per second uh, on 1080p in games. Uh, and it needs to have less than 3 milliseconds of display lag. At least uh, 10 hours on video playback over uh, the battery. And weirdly enough, the WASD keys need to be cooler than 40 degrees celsius which is something i didn't know i needed so um the event was actually pretty great for gamers uh, and in my opinion my favorite moment was uh, when lisa su has confirmed that it will be providing rdna2 based gpus for uh, both uh, tesla model s and model x cars so maybe Elon Musk wasn't that over-exaggerating when he said that he could play The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077. Apparently, uh, the, uh, the GPUs inside these things have um, 10 teraflops of power, which is, I believe, the same as a PS5. So not only are you getting a pretty good uh, car, in my opinion, Teslas do have high-quality cars, but you also get pretty much a banger gaming setup. So, with all that out of the way, let's move over to the tiny topics. Google has announced a new pair of wireless earbuds, the Google Pixel Buds A series. They're cheaper, uh, starting at $99, but at that cost you get uh, less features. For example, you cannot use swipe controls uh, to configure the volume, you're going to need to do that on uh, your phone. Apple has announced that it will develop an AirTag detector app for Android. Xiaomi has uh, broken the record for fastest phone charger ever with 200 watts of power going into that phone. Apparently it can charge uh, from 0 to 108 minutes. 
with all of that, we close the book of everything that's happened this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to listen to the other episodes of the podcast. Don't be afraid to leave a review on the podcasts. And don't forget to visit jackwithtag.com contact and leave us a question if you have one. As always, this is Yusina Azam signing out. See you next August. I will be taking a break from this podcast. Uh, expect a new episode to um, release uh, in exactly August 6th. And don't worry, I will be working on future projects for this podcast and Chaiku Tech as a whole. But for now, I'll just have to keep it as a surprise. So, see you on August 6th.